Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 333. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your slightly sunburned host, Chris. And with me is the effervescent and always super studly, Jeff the Riz Brisden. How you doing, brother? I am not as red as you, and I'm <laughs> grateful for that. I am not in the least bit embarrassed. I should be, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> It was nice here in Michigan today. Um, it, it was like 68. I actually took a nice long walk today, but the, as you can tell, I'm still very pasty. The yep. sun just doesn't have the warming powers yet. Oh, it does. It's still there. It's, <laughs> it was like 80 today. Yeah, down here. It was, it was oh, Sat outside and had uh, lunch with some, uh, a colleague. Had um, a cigar. It was nice. It was a nice relaxing Ooh, day. That is um, nice. As things come to a close in some places and before they come to open in others, you get little moments like that. They're fun to cherish. All right. Got a lot to talk about in today's show. We've got the franchise tag coming up. We've got the salary cap. We're under it because you wear a cap up on top. The cap's on top and we're under it. Got free agency, the draft. Got some Q&A from Twitter. Hashtag kneecaps. That's going to be ours from now on. If you got uh, questions for the show, you guys got it. Hashtag kneecaps. Get it in there. We'll get it on the show. We got all that stuff coming up and a whole lot more. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Let's get right into it. Let's do this. I'm going to start off right off with the tag. We got folks talking about the tag in the in the chat on the YouTube here. So let's get right in there. Um, Lions did not t- tag Romeo Okwara. And that's we'll go hashtag kneecaps right off the top. We got a question out of that uh, that situation uh, from Big Biting Pig. With such a premium on pass rushers, is he as good as gone? Also, why don't more? Well, we'll get to the next, the second part of that question in a second. Is the core <laughs> as good as gone? Is there a chance we sign him? That's also from Shuli. I don't know. I, I'm doing it in, in German. Oh, it's I. Shuli 54. There you go. Um, in the in the chat, everyone wants to know: Are we going to be able to hang on to Romeo since we didn't tag him? He's gonna he's gonna be a well wanted man, isn't he? He is. He's he's quietly one of the better pass rushers that's available, especially after a couple of guys got tagged. Uh, I don't think Leonard Williams expected to get tagged. He's off the market. You know, Shaq Barrett off the market, effectively. Um, yeah, well, the Lions can't afford him, and, and they're not in a position to, to get a guy like him right now anyways. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Romeo, Romeo's going to have some – some courtship. So a lot of Browns fans have lashed on and have been asking me, hey, what about this Aquara guy? You know, we we don't really watch the Lions because they're boring. But t- tell me about him because he got 10.5 sacks last year. And all you'd ever do is complain about the lack of pass rush. Like, <laughs> OK, yeah. um, that's sort of a discongruous point. And they they have a point there. Uh, but I like the draft, Aquara. Isn't the draft super, super deep in pass rushers this year? It's not top. It's not top end. Like there's no like like Romeo top <laughs> probably not fifteen guy but there's there's a lot of guys that I like in in day two and late day one right. um, like like in the twenty five to seventy five range um, I'm actually stacking my my big board I will probably have one two three four six pass rushers in there 
Mm. Uh, most of them would fit with the Lions too, okay. uh, okay. in terms of of the defense that I expect Aaron Glenn to run, which is similar in base alignment to what we have just seen, but uh, a lot more aggressive and a lot more um, asking your your jack backer um they, they don't call it that but uh, the, the, that position um <laughs> to be more like what devon Kennard was mm. rather than what um the uh, uh, i'm blanking on his name now doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> back, back back to a more aggressive thing the way the way that trey hendrickson plays in new orleans uh and the way that whitney merciless plays in houston right is uh not a guy who's currently on the roster as long as the short of it. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of guys that fit that. Now, Okora, if he comes back, he's going to get offers that are worth more money elsewhere. That's, that's one of the things. The Lions, yes, they are under the cap. No, that doesn't mean they have money to spend. They do not have a lot, a great deal of money to spend, uh, even with the, the new cap and with freeing up some money, which we'll talk about how they did that mm-hmm. and how they will get more. Okora is... I think that the estimate that I saw was $11 million a year. I think that's probably a little rich this offseason just because of the circumstance with the cap being yeah. lower and and the, the amount of people that are available. So, you know, two years, 23, 22, $21 million. I'm not sure that the Lions want to really pay that for a guy who was really, really good in 2020. Go back to 2019. He wasn't generating pass. He, I, I believe he generated pressure on 14% of his pass rushes, which is very good. Right. I think the year before that, it was around six and a quarter, which is really bad. Let's which take- guy are you getting? <laughs> you know, <laughs> How, what, let's take, let's take a look at it though. The thing, and I'm going to just a little knock on it. And it's not that I don't like him. Right. But I'd like to kind of look at the, the picture. The core is a guy that was kind of quietly got to where he did last year. It was a contract year. It was outside, a contract. Outside of a contract year, he hasn't done that. Is this indicative is of Collins? <laughs> is this indicative of what we're going to see next year when it's not a contract year? I don't know. Yeah, that that that's a definite worry because he did not play well in 2019. He does still miss a lot of tackles and misses a lot of opportunities to get the quarterback on the ground. He should have had 14 sacks last year. Right. He missed. Uh, that's. I mean, it, it's great that he did what he did, and and we know that he did that without getting any schematic help. He he's winning those one on one by and large, and did a very good job at that. Yeah, they me, do not have a replacement for him. Let me ask uh, you tri- this, just straight yeah. up: Is he going to get more in the open market than he would for the tag? <sighs> no, I doubt it. Okay, so there is an opportunity to sign him if the money num- if the numbers work out and the restructures work out. Right. Um, but that's really the thing. If you were to say, if you were to say straight up, he's going to get more in the open market than he would get for the tag. There's no way he's coming back. That's that's how you answer right, that question. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's not true of Galladay. It is true of Aquara. I, I I don't think the NFL values him that highly. I really don't. Really. You yeah. think you think because okay, I want I want to get to that, but I want to get to the second question from Big Biting Pig. If so, if you got more in Aquara, let's let, we'll do that, and then we'll get to the second question. Right. And we'll move on to Galladay. Anything? Right. Any more in Aquara? No, I, I I think he's a good player. I yeah. think I think he's a guy that you want as your number two. Um, and if you're paying him to be your number one, you're probably going to be disappointed. And that would be the Lions paying him to be the number one. Yeah. And that that's why I don't think like another like like if he goes to Cleveland, let's use him as an example. 
he's playing across from Miles Garrett. He's going to look really good for that for $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. If he's $10 million a year in Detroit playing across from Trey Flowers, who's a really, really good player, but not a guy who's a progenitor of pass rush. Not Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the same. Uh, and I think that I think he's he's a he's a pretty bright dude. Uh, and, and I think he, even though his brother is on the team and yes, that does hold some appeal. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't know how much I don't know. I, I don't know their family dynamic well enough to, to comment on that other than, yes, it would be really cool to play with your brother. Uh, yes. And hopefully they're both healthy. Hopefully Julian is healthy this year. Now, if Julian see there, there's the other edge of that knife. If Romeo gets paid, that it's keeping his brother off the field. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe you that's that's a weird situation, honestly. And I, I don't know how any of the new regime feels about it. He he is a player who fits in the mold of a guy like Cam Jordan, who, who did great things in, in New Orleans. He is not that player, but he's 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 of that ilk anyways. Right. And, and if he plays the way he did last year and continues that improvement arc, and I think he's still only 25 years old. I mean, there is still some upside there. Yeah, You, you could take that gamble. But I don't know if the Lions really want to do that. Just I, in a great I, I don't. Too, they, right? they might. They might. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know that they do. Yep. And um, we will find out if blood is thicker than dollars. That's where we'll go. All right. Um, <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, also, the second question from Big Biting Pig. Why don't more football stadiums play Iron Maiden? Thank I, you. <laughs> yes. I think the trooper would fly. They have a couple at, at the two-minute warning, two minutes to midnight. There it you go. fits. Yeah, Why yeah. not? And I think there's there's cuts from the song you could play that would be wide enough appeal, right? I don't think you're going to get um, Run for the Hills or the no. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. You're not gonna probably not. No. <laughs> Passchendaele probably out. But like the Trooper, that bass line as a highlight undercut. Yeah, I love that. If, yeah. we, if we had a good number 66, you could you could hear number of the beast, right? I mean, I could see that. <laughs> you wouldn't play the intro. That might scare some folks off. But anyway, no, I mean, yeah. you could you could use it. I, I think if Riz and I were the uh, the stadium DJs, it would be a different mix of people there probably. <laughs> Than there are today for their for the music. Not sure people would appreciate it yeah, so much. That might be, yeah, that might be. We were just talking about that before the show. <laughs> we were. It's, so I, I went to a high school girls basketball game last night, and I heard more Drake than I've ever heard in my life before. <laughs> and uh, something called Dua Lipa. I don't. My, my daughter knew what it was. She she hates it. By the way, my, my daughter's a rocker. I love it. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 contemporary pop music is. Uh, it's not getting it done for people our age, Chris. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Riz and I, um, we we have we have a, a big overlap of music, but we we kind of came to the conclusion Riz is more of the very musically um, astute right. and aesthetic kind of thing, where I'm more of the raw power kind of thing. So I was more of like the punk rock kind of look. If you if you play your own instruments and scream, right? I don't care. But if it's if it's got <laughs> a good kind of a good powerful yeah. sense to it yeah. uh, Rise yeah. Above by black flag great song great song right where if you go back to where riz is and you start thinking of some of the uh more um i'm more i, I was i was really into deep purple when i was a kid that you know prog rock yeah, prog yeah. metal rush yeah, yeah. um i'm a huge dream theater fan massive dream theater fan and and you know prog metal is is where sure. I've, I've been on that quite a bit lately i found a band called uh uh oh god uh uh, it just slipped my mind. I was just listening to them like right before we came on too. They're a Venezuelan um, prog death metal band. They're really, really good. Right, right. Yeah, I 
I wish I wish I send a <laughs> that, that's that's really. music that nobody listens to no, but, but me. Um, this is one I yeah. got I got one no one listens to and I sent it to you. Uh, and this is where we started you to did. find out where our where we diverged from each other in music. It was a band called The Exploited, and I I stage dived up there, crowd surfed my way up, got up, <sighs> grabbed the lead singer. There was a short somewhere. I don't know if it was Mike or what, but we, he screamed. I screamed. The security <laughs> started coming out, and it was like woo back into the crowd. No, we wanted a good time, good night. But anyway, okay, One. move right. on. Thanks to the Iron Maiden football digression. Yes. yes, more Maiden is always good. <laughs> Irons up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Galladay in the franchise tag that never happened. That's the yeah. new children's book on sale now. Um, now, I, I will say we did expect that right off the top, right? I mean, we predicted that uh, he wasn't going to get tagged by this organization. So, yeah, that was my initial thought. And then I got talked into, yeah, they will because they don't want to give up the asset and they, they can get something for him in a trade. Um, and all those people were lying to me. They were wrong. You, um, so I should, I should have sucked too. my instincts on it because I, I did flip on that. I really did. You did this um, last I, year in the draft, too. What, who was it? They convinced you not to that he wasn't the pick. God darn it. You should learn. I've learned for you. You have to learn, Riz. Don't I, listen I, to them. I, I, need, I need to trust what I hear and what I see and yeah. what I feel. Yeah, um, sure. I, I am doing that in the draft this year, by the way. I have I have not looked at many other people's rankings i've looked at them just to like okay do i need to look at this player um you know if, if a player is number 20 on somebody else's board i gotta watch them even if i even if i wanted to putting them at 200 <laughs> <laughs> um i i'm much more into my own evaluations this year than anything else and i'm willfully behind where i'd like to be but at the same time it's, it's much more my own impression this year and yeah. i'll say I'll, I'll give you one i like greg newsom a lot the cornerback from Northwestern who blazed yesterday. Uh, he might be the best corner in this draft. Uh, he's certainly better than the two guys who are often touted ahead of him uh, in this class. Interesting. Interesting. That. Interesting. Not, not that the lions are in the market for a first round cornerback. They do need enough. They, they need one. They need specifically need a slot cornerback. A Justin Coleman replacement. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, let's hope so. <laughs> Foreshadowing. But the, but the thing about Coleman was he was terrible last year. And this is something that's going to be an ongoing question for so many of these guys. Was it the defense? Was it the Patricia world that made right. them bad? Because Coleman was pretty good slot corner. He was very good. Yeah. Aggressively got worse in Detroit. Was that age? Was that him? Or was that something else? And that's what I think is the absolute worst effect of what we got is we've got a lot of players that are going to be extremely difficult to yep. evaluate based on the film they have because of right. the, the because how much of it was was them following the orders of a guy who didn't know what he was doing and how much of it is a relative lack of talent compared to the rest of the league. I tend to err on the former, but I know I'm going to err too hard on that. And there are going to be some guys who I'm I'm not. I'll admit, I'm excited about Jamie Collins. I, I think people are sleeping on him. Now, I'm probably going to go way too far in the other direction and, and hype him up too much and be like, oh, and, and people will be like, what the hell are you talking about back in March, dude? He, he still sucks. And, and that, that could very well happen. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to give some players the benefit of the doubt. He's one of them who gets it. Trey Flowers is another one who gets it. Tracy Walker is another one who gets it. Uh, not, not a lot of other ones. Um, Christian Jones would have been one, but they cut him, and I don't mind that they cut him. That, that was <laughs> he, he needed to go. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was a good cut, and that's not a guy I'm concerned might bounce back. No, no. <laughs> that, so I, I I've had a long running infatuation with Christian Jones. He was in my top twenty overall players in his draft coming out of Florida State. I loved him. 
I learned the lesson. If a guy doesn't have a set position, you don't take him because he doesn't have a set position. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Um, this leads into a question from Magic Messiah. Hashtag kneecaps, as we do for all our questions every week now. Um, and this is a good one. All right. How will they handle free agency spending while trying to assure a comp pick for Galladay next year? All right. And, and I want to talk about picks really quick. Uh, Kyle Mikey had a great tweet that is something that I think everybody should should think. All right. About. I haven't seen it. Let me let me pull up the old Twitter here. I'll tell you right now. OK, it, read it for me. There's been one hundred and sixty five comp picks handed out over the last five years, and none of them went to Detroit. Yeah. So I, I do know that the last comp pick that they got, they used on Jimmy Landis. So, so, they, so they were putting time out for comp picks. <laughs> so so why is that? There's 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 method behind it. It's because this team and on Bob Quinn specifically was very aggressive in free agency and addressing needs. They believed in using free agency to build the team, not they didn't build as much to the draft. They did do some of that, but they, if they saw a free agent that they thought could be a long-term core piece, they didn't hesitate to go sign them. Can I say so you, something controversial? Yeah. Because I'm reacting to what you said about using free agency to build the team. Yeah. I'm going to say Bob Quinn and uh, Matt Patricia used free agency to protect themselves, meaning to put um, acolytes in the locker room to protect yeah. their their longevity rather than actually build the team. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 that's there. why you're getting guys in um, who, who like Deron Harmon's a great example of that. That's a guy who they valued a lot more than the rest of the league did. Yep. Um, and they signed him to more money than anybody expected him to get to come. Uh, and, and I mean, he, he was okay. But he, he's not worth keeping. No. Um, but, but if you look, so the comp pick, and I, I think most people know this, but we'll go over it as a refresher because there are people who don't. And I got in fights with them today on Twitter. Um, and, and one of them, and I forget who you were, dude, but you made a very good point to me. I was like, dude, you got me. <laughs> I can't argue it. Um, you get comp picks, not just if Kenny Galladay leaves, that all you also then cannot spend money on a new free agents to replace him that wipes out the same value. If you are a net spender in free agency, you never get a comp pick. That's one of the reasons why the Cleveland Browns never get comp picks. They've only had 14 since 1994. That's the second lowest in the league. New Orleans is the lowest with 12. I do I, I did, did do that math uh, and look that up because you're 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 paying more money to bring free agents in than the free agents that you are let, get, letting go to other teams get signed for with their other teams. Now, the last time that the, the, the Lions got comp picks, one of them was from Endomic and Sue, and they wound up getting the number one comp pick in that draft. They turned that into to Graham Glasgow. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one, and I don't remember who it was that left, but that, that netted them Jimmy Landis. Um, they and turned Graham Glasgow into Scott Warheit's ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> oh, Scott. I, I love Scott. Love you, I absolutely love Scott. We, yeah, we you do. too. But I mean, sometimes he, his reactions are. are he's he's got his point. mountains, baby. Yeah. Oh, God, that <laughs> that should be a molehill, but it goes into mountain. I, I I, we all do that, him. buddy. I felt bad yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so it, by letting Kenny, let's say Kenny Galladay signs for three years and $60 million with the New York Giants. Just, mm -hmm. just hypothetical. Okay. Okay. That means if you, the Lions sign John Johnson for three years and $60 million, 
no comp pick, complete net. You, you, you've erased the value that you would get for the comp, the comp- compensatory formula. I can talk um, from for Galladay because you've signed somebody to come in. So the question you have to ask yourself, would you rather have a comp pick um, that let's say the number 105 pick in the draft, or would you rather sign John Johnson for three years? That's the, that's the, that's the question you have to ask. I personally would never want to get a comp pick. I hate comp picks. I don't want my teams to have them. It means that they have let more talent go than they've brought in. Yep. It means that they are not being aggressive enough in free agency for my liking. Yep. Now, the person that, that clapped back at me on Twitter today and that I couldn't refute was, well, when they when they get aggressive and sign guys like Big V and Jesse James and Nick Williams, what's the what's the difference? And I'm like, I can't argue that, man. You got me there. I would still rather have a proven veteran like like John Johnson or um, let's say let's say uh, let's say Josh Reynolds. Um, he's not going to get that kind of money, yep. but let's say you can you can ins- use the money that Galladay is paid. And instead, turn around and sign Josh Reynolds and uh, Gerald Everett mm-hmm. from both from the Rams, both pass catchers. Both those guys would be upgrades over where they're at right now. You can use that money on that. That would wipe out any comp pick for Galladay. Would you rather have those two players for the next three years, or would you rather have the 101st pick in the 2022 draft? That's the cal- that's the calculus you have to do in your head for a comp pick. Yep, I'm taking the players. Sorry. And when you talk about the guy who you who clapped back at you and talking about Big yeah. V and, that. and he was right. And, yeah, <laughs> but the problem is, is you can't fix stupid, right? And you can't you can't play right. like you're an idiot in the front office. I mean, we did, we had to, right? right. If you're going to mock the Lions the last three years, four years, but you should never ever mock any team like that because it shouldn't be that bad. I mean, that's that's the bottom line there. So just yeah, make more prudent decisions in free agency. Let's yeah. let's hope that that. Specifically, Ray Agnew and and uh, John Dorsey, who I think are going to handle much more of the pro personnel side, while Brad Holmes focuses on the draft. That that's my opinion. I don't I don't know that that's just my my take on it. You don't have someone inside um, the building. I do. I <laughs> one of them just left. <laughs> yeah, um, I still yeah. I'm gonna it. gonna miss that one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's. I I will trust them to get free agents to bring in. I don't want I don't want a team built around third and fourth round draft picks. If you want to look at the New England Patriots, why are they bad now? Mm-hmm. Because they have let guys go and they haven't replaced them because they're middle round picks. Well, even their top picks. I mean, they're they're shopping Nikhil Harry right now. This was the first round pick a couple years ago. He, he's he might not make their team next year. <laughs> um, that they they they've had some bad drafting there. I would much rather, especially with a new regime, take the chance on on proven talent. I, that that's me. That's that's how I would build the team. I, if I were a GM, I would never have a comp pick. It would never be in my vocabulary to even try for one. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. This is the one year where it would make sense for the Lions because we don't know nobody. Well, nobody should expect them to be good this year. And you can let Galladay go, and you can replace him. Now they they did sign Tyrell Williams. He doesn't factor in because he was cut. That's that's different. That 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 doesn't factor into the formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they want to go El Cheapo this year and just see if they can get some guys who are low budget guys who can stick, like rookies, uh, like rookies or, or 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 guys who get cut. You know, Nikhil Harry as an example, mm-hmm. um, a guy who who's been awful for New England. 
has two years in the league though, and maybe maybe he clicks with you. Maybe he's maybe he maybe he'll like Jared Goff better than he liked Cam Newton. Uh, I don't know. So this is this is the big wrestling match here, and, I, and I want, I, before I get into it, I want to go back to what JC Superstar said because when we're talking about Harmon, he said Harmon also got the playing time over Walker, which likely negatively affected Walker, which is one hundred percent true. Walker, that's, that's, that's true. Walker's yes. growth was stunted, and um, Matt Patricia Walker. Although to, to to the other point though, Walker didn't play well enough to earn more of that either, and I, I'm 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 taking the L on that last year. I'm still bullish on him. I think he's going to be a good. I still think he's going to be a good starter next year, uh, and could be a, an impact starter. I'm not. I'm not riding that bus out of town yet. But he's got to show me more than he did last year. I think there's more schematically and coachingly that happened last year than talent wise for him. That's just my prediction. We'll see how that goes. Um, okay, so the thing that we talk about now with wide receivers, this is this is where it gets so fuzzy, right? Because let's just say Kenny Galladay is gone, right? Okay. And now you're staring at an empty wide receiver room down to Cephas, right? So you got Tyrell Williams, okay. maybe Geronimo Allison, and Cephas. So they're all about the same. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Williams and a little higher up the, the, the chain. We, we presume they will draft one in their in their first three picks. I think that's a fairly safe assumption. Yep. You don't have one or three. You don't have a one or two. Right, Williams. If he's your number two, you're you're really yeah. You you, it. you really want Tyrell it. Williams would be an awesome number three. Yep. Yep. As your second outside yep. receiver with a good slot, with a, he's your Z. He, you, you get, if you get an X and a Y with him, you're great. I feel better with him as a number two with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. Okay, just yes. because of how he can deliver the ball to a guy. But I don't feel that way with Jared Goff. Now, here's the thing, and here's the thing that's going to really mess with Lions fans. Say we get a wide receiver in the in in the draft. And we've got our number three locked up, and we got our number four locked up, but we really don't have right. number two, yeah, right? Um, how can we really evaluate Jared Goff? And there's this is I'm going to do a blog on this this week, you guys. I've I've had so much like real life work stuff showing up that's been killing me doing these vlogs. Um, I'm going to get real free after this Friday, so for a good couple of weeks. So I'm um, free. I'll I'll have a lot of them, but one of them is uh, one of the topics is. Who wants to be the guy after the guy? Jared Goff coming in after Matthew Stafford. And now that's what you, the, the shoes you have to step into and have to be evaluated against, right? Okay, great. Well, at least he had Kenny Galladay and Marvin. Wh- who? <laughs> you got a massive gap. So now you've got a guy after the guy with no one to throw to. He is not going to get a fair shake this year. We'll start there. Now, and I won't even get into the draft where you pull in a rookie. And you want to put him up there and sit behind somebody? He's not going to learn from too much from somebody who has no one to throw to. He's not going to grow a whole lot. Who has who doesn't see an offense you're, on the field? You're creating <laughs> you're creating the New York Jets is what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're getting Sam Darnold in there, and and then his best weapon is is a five foot seven slot receiver. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we need wide receivers, and we need wide receivers badly. We're going to need two. Um, I'm just thinking you need a, about you need this. a slot, and you need a, you need a. a a do-it-all guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of them can be the draft. Maybe two yep. of them can be the draft, but you can't Maybe. guarantee you're going to hit two of them. You're going to have to put, pick one up in free agency. You're going to have to pick someone up, someone else up. And I don't know. I don't know who that is, Riz. Can you talk, me, talk me off there, the wall? There's options out there. Okay. Um, and there's going to be more because there are guys getting cut. As I, as I was scrolling Twitter just a few minutes ago, I just saw that Kevin Zeitler got cut. Um, that's a really, really good right guard. He's a hell of a lot better than, than Big V. Um, he's not coming to Detroit. That's 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 just that's just not in the cards. But there there are going to be guys. Uh, we we saw Emmanuel Sanders get cut today. 
There's a lot of Lions fans that want him. He's a 33-year-old, oft-injured slot receiver. Pass. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. What about that, that, that's John? the guy you get if you can't if you haven't found anybody by the end of August and, and he's still on the market. Like, hey, dude, yeah. okay, come here. We'll, we'll pay we'll pay you the vet minimum plus five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. We'll get through the year and then we'll have a, a friendly divorce at the end. Yep. That, that's the only way Emmanuel Sanders or really anybody over about thirty is coming to Detroit at any position. Wait, I do not expect any other than like one year deals. Yep, you, you, they're not signing. These guys aren't uh, part of the rebuild. They're not signing. A, they're not signing a thirty-one-year-old guy. They're no. just not. No. <laughs> what about uh, John Brown from the Bills? He was he was cut. Uh, any thoughts? Mega speed. From the, yeah, that's from yeah. the uh, the chat. That question, JC Superstar. He, he can definitely he can definitely play. He is limited. He 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 really only runs deep routes. Um, he he. But we they, they actually to his credit, Buffalo worked him in better, but he got beat out last year by a guy named Gabe Davis. Um, who was, uh, I think, it was fourth-round rookie out of UCF, third or fourth round. Yep. Um, and, and Davis just outplayed him. Uh, so you're looking at a guy who, who's limited. But, yes, that that is the kind of guy that you might be looking for, a, a veteran reclamation project, a guy who offers you something. Um, he, he's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen in person. Uh, he ran down at the, at the Shrine game. They did little foot races and like, dude, whoa, he, he gone. <laughs> he <laughs> can fly. That's something. Um, his, his hands are a little iffy, but I mean, every, that, that's one of the reasons why he's available. Not, if, if he was a perfect receiver, he wouldn't be on the market. Yeah, he, yeah. He's worth a look. I, I got to think he's probably 27, 28 years old in that range. Yeah, yeah. he's worth a tire kick. And if you see receivers start to get better hands in Detroit than they had when um when Stafford was here. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just pushing. I'm gonna Oh no, again. no, we're not we're, we're not <laughs> opening that door, Chris. Okay. Okay. Not, not not today. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the salary cap. <laughs> salary cap was named today 182.5 million dollars. It's like pocket change to Riz. Um with the Jamie Collins restructure, we can talk about that as well here. Uh that gets us under the salary cap. And I just wanted to say that there's a lot more ammo for the team in the salary cap space. And I'm going to tell you, there's a video I did, uh, one of the vlogs, and it's Watch it. it, it's, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. It's Stafford and Goff trade destroyed the salary cap. It was on February 5th. Go on our channel and check it out on YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It is, it's good not just to understand who could be cut and who we could play with and, 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 and how, much, how we could create $50 million this year, um, but it's also great to help you understand how the cap works because a lot of people were talking silly stuff and a lot of people who are perceived as smart people still talk silly stuff about the cap and i i i I think this is something that i think the lions have more wiggle room than people generally realize right now and i think there's a general gestalt out there (laughs) except the except the saints uh i think there's a general gestalt out there how did they tag marcus williams i don't get that i don't know it's just it's i'll just tell you the one thing from the video that will, you will walk away knowing the salary cap is a social construct. There you go. <laughs> um, there's all <laughs> kinds of space and things we can do. I the, the gestalt with fans right now is, oh, my God, the salary cap. We can't do anything. Don't don't buy the hype. There's all kinds of room. The Lions can do just about anything they want if they want to, but they have to want to. And there's always forward problems, right? There's, there's yes. forward problems with that um, that you have to evaluate for. And again. You can continue to work, 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 work. But you remember how bad it was perceived to be when Martin Mayhew left, how the cap was just on fire. And within a year, everyone thought, wow, Bob Quinn fixed it. And then when he left, oh, it's terrible again. It's a social construct. Don't worry about it. Okay, there there you go. 
Let's talk about the cap. Let's talk about what Jamie Collins restructure was, what that means for the team, and then um, some other stuff we can do along the way to get under yeah, Who we can whack. Yeah. Yes. I would use a different term, but <laughs> when I say whack, I mean it. <laughs> Who can we whack off? That's better. Right? All right. Jamie nope, Collins, nope. Riz, let us go. Just let's go right into it. If I can't talk about Stafford's throws, <laughs> you can't talk about whacking off on this show. Come on. <laughs> That's that's fair. <laughs> Actually, got to write the time down. That's going to be a uh, oh crap! <laughs> Damn it! It's going to be a drop. We've had enough <laughs> of that shit. Oh man! Okay, go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So Jamie Collins took a restructure. Uh, he signed. Uh, they they basically converted his salary to a signing bonus. They added three voidable years on the end, so they're amortizing the the new bonus. Over those extra years, he will not play those years. Don't worry about that. He will be done. His contract will be done after 2022. They just did it so they can space out the cap hit. This is exactly what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did with Levante David. They signed him to a two-year contract that's written on paper for five years. So they spread the, the bonus out so they can get him his money. Collins is still getting his money. He, he, he didn't, didn't take a pay cut. It's just a conversion of paperwork. So when I give somebody a... $10 million bonus on a five-year contract, okay? Yeah. They get $10 million this year. How does that right. work on the salary cap, though? Well, you can structure it such that the you can pay the bonus all at once. In this case, they spread it out over the, the, the life of the contract. So it could be $2 million a year. Right. Would be the yeah. Even they, they didn't they didn't do it exactly that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first year of, of the voidables is like two point six, I want to say. So it, it's not it doesn't work. exactly. And the, the long and short of it is, that yes, that it is averaging two million per year. They're going to eat that in dead cap in 2023, 2024, 2025. But remember, the cap, the cap's going up by then. They can afford to eat two million dollars and a lot better than they can afford to eat. Uh, 20 this year. <laughs> so, so let's really talk about that really quick because I, I want to make sure people understand that, right? So if they cut him after after two years and they made they right. amortized it two year two million a year, right? Right. They've got six million in dead cap spread out over three years. Yes. And so that's just money that they cannot spend in those years, right. but they could structure right. other contracts differently. So if, if if you have a one year dead cap hit of ten million dollars, that just means you can't spend that ten million next year. But all of a sudden the next year, correct, you've got ten million more freed up. Right. That's so a whole and what they did available. Yeah. So they it was eight million dollars this year, just under eight million. It was seven point nine two five. I have the contract in front of me here now. Mm-hmm. Um they, they converted it into a salary bonus and signing bonus. It freed up because you do have to pay some of that this year. You can't move it all, you can't defer the entire bonus. Um, they freed up $6.34 million in cap space this year because of that. Now, again, they're not going shopping with that. They needed that to get under the, the cap. Um, the cap wound up being a little bit higher than expected, which sort of helped them out there. But sure. th- this this was a maneuver that they did. Remember, they're, they're in cap problems, not because of Jamie Collins. They're, or or we'll, we'll, get, we'll throw Bob Quinn a bone here. Um, <laughs> Quinn actually left them in pretty good salary cap shape. Uh, that, that one, th- one thing you have to give him credit for, until the last year, they didn't really make bad free agent signings. Right, um, right. Last last year being a, a bad exception for that with with a couple of contracts. But you know, every every team's going to miss on a guy like Jesse James. You're going to have one or two every year. Sylvester Williams, another one. Mm-hmm. Where, where okay, it just didn't work. Uh, that 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 that's that's life in the NFL. You're not going to bat one thousand. Uh, but 
by and large, they didn't have any real god awful poison pill contracts until you got to Big V. Yeah, um, uh, and that 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 dude, that one hurts just because there was no value. But let's 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 be fair. Look, there's he was injured. He was injured all last year. It was at damn hill, right? He was. We'll see what we got. I don't think you can evaluate Big V on last year. Okay, he may. I agree be, with that. He may yeah. be no better. He may actually be no better. But I think last year is not a fair evaluation of his ability and talent. I think Absolutely. he's going to be somewhere between what we wanted him to be and where he was last year. But because the one thing that on the other side of the argument, Big V couldn't play, couldn't be a starter in what three years in four years in Philadelphia behind right. a not great line, right? He never, he never became. He, he was their number starter. six lineman. He played both guard and tackle. When they had injuries, he started. I won't say that he was great, but he wasn't bad. He he was he was perfectly acceptable. Yeah, they paid him. Um, I don't want to say elite starter money, but he was. He's one of the higher paid guards in the league. He's certainly paid above the league average in guards. They paid uh, an acceptable player, unacceptable money. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm hopeful that he will wind up being the answer at right guard this year. I am. I, I He deserves the shot at it. Absolutely. And when you put the rest of the line in place, because we have a, a overall, if you take the, the talent of the line, even with big V uh, on the, on the right side there, you've got a definitely above average offensive line on this team you've got a, a good especially the way it's kind of shaken out around this is a top five potential offensive line yep. it, it's certainly top 10 no lower than that uh i i think you see what happens with dallas if they, if they get everybody healthy back i think washington's is pretty darn good if they're healthy and back yep. I mean, they just they just franchise brandon scherf again yeah uh, which is insane um, I wrote about that at Real GM. Please check that out. Uh, I did a five cents on the salary cap. It's it's got a, a piece on Galladay that's a little more. Uh, uh, when I'm at Real GM, I don't necessarily have to play by the the uh, uh, standards that uh, USA Today holds me to for Lions Wire. So I'm free to do a little bit more of my own. Um, and I wanted to com- comparing it to the the Dukes of Hazard season where Bo and Luke were sat out and Coy and Vance came in. That's a great place just for folks to know if, if you like Riz's writing or his personality to see his real personality in writing real yes. GM is the place to go it's and I'm not I'm not down in Lionsware at all right they do great Lions content great great stuff it's but different Riz's personality <laughs> on G- real GM is awesome and they are awesome how they support you with the senior bowl and uh, yes, shrine bowl and everything else man real GM they've been, they've been very good to me they, they have they have employed me since 2004 yeah the same place that's that's almost impossible to find in this industry. I, I owe them a lot of credit. It's they great. deserve your clicks for real. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let me just go back to the, the, the salary cap piece, the, the explanation, because yeah, I think we've done do. a pretty good job of clearing some stuff up and, and, and for people. Uh, again, go watch that vlog post. It'll, it'll, you'll, it'll all come to light. But I want to talk about uh, Logan asks about what is this voidable years thing? Ghost years of guaranteed dead cap or, or what is voidable years in contract? Right. So, uh, and that's, that's if you watch the NBA, the NBA loves doing this. This is why the Pistons were still paying Josh Smith 15 years after he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, 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 we saw this with the Stafford trade and the golf trade um, and also the Carson Wentz trade. The NFL is moving much more towards the NBA in terms of how they view salaries, how they view dead money, how they view, I got a fruit flying here, driving me nuts. Um, how they how they view the cap. <laughs> it's just non sucker in my life, man. It's everywhere. 
I'm not. I'm not seeing things. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard to fruit flies. You got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man, you don't. You don't. You don't want to step inside my brain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. Um. The the NBA model is taking more shape into the NFL. Um. That's good and it's bad. You're going to see teams that are more willing to make buyouts. Uh, the, the Pistons just bought out Blake Griffin. Thank God, by the way, he needed to go. Um, I wish him well in New Jersey. I don't know how that's going to work, uh, but you never, you never know. But that's that's where the NFL is heading. Um, some of that is that there's a cross-pollination of agents between the NBA and the NFL much more than there used to be. Some of it is just the fact that they see that, hey, the NBA teams, they they, they make this work. You know, they, they have a way to, to you know, just absorb that money. And, and the fans, they grumble a little bit. They're still coming. They're still watching. They're still buying jerseys. You know, they'll buy the jersey of the new guy that replaces the guy that we got rid of. You know, they, they, they've taken a very pragmatic view on that. And I think the NFL is taking some influence on that. And you've certainly seen the Lions take advantage of that because that's how they got Jared Goff. That's how they got rid of Matthew Stafford. You know, the, you know three years ago, even the Carson Wentz trade, unthinkable. Philly's not, they're, they're going to eat $35 million. Are you kidding me? No way. Now it's like, yeah, he's not our guy. We're moving on. You know, we're, we're ripping the bandaid off. We're, we're ripping our leg off with it. Right. right. <laughs> you know, NFL teams are much more willing to do that. And, and the creative caponomics that they do, one of the things they do is voidable years or long-term amortization of bonuses uh, because the NFL, they love their signing bonuses. The agents love signing bonuses because it is straight cash for them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about. So in a nutshell, the voidable year is they, if there was a, we'll, we'll go back to the five-year contract and it was $2 million a year and say there's two years left, there's $4 million on it and they want to get some cap relief out of that. So they'll add two void, voidable years to the contract. And instead of then having four million over two years, it's four million over four years, so it's a million right. a year. And then they cut off the last two years as voidable because they just added them as voidable years, and they amortized the money away quick, more quickly, and gave themselves space. So that's what a, the voidable year is. So gives them a lot more freedom. Uh, the, everyone wants has to play along um, to make that to make that all work. But you had guys like uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees had them as part of their deals. Um, Brady's yeah. 2019 contract had voidable years at the end, um, in 2020 and 2021. So it, it's, it's becoming much more common and you're going to see a lot of it this year. Uh, again, Levante David did it with the, the bucks. That's the only way they could afford to keep him. Yep. So uh, you're going to see a lot of, uh, especially veteran players. And, and this is this Kenny Galladay could wind up getting that. And you get a, a, team, like a that. team that wants him that, that can't pay him. Uh, let's say, um, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll use the estimate that was that was uh, thrown around in our work Slack today um, of of four years and seventy five million dollars for Kenny Galladay. That that that's a big contract. That's a mm-hmm. big cap hit. Mm-hmm. But if you make it four years, seventy five million, but then you also add three voidable years onto it, and exactly. that's where all that sign the the, the sixty two million dollar signing bonus goes. You spread that out. Now, now more teams are in play. But the risk is, okay, and this is why Drew Brees and Tom Brady got it. Those guys are playing for those four years because if they're not, then you're in long-term pain. So there's a certain tier of player that's going to get avoidable year contract and where it makes sense because you start doing that with guys that are going to only play a year or that are injury prone. I'm kidding. Some of those guys, you're going to wind up with a big, long cap hit that is going to take forever 
ever to shake out. And while the cap is continuing to go up, you're digging yourself a hole along the way and you don't get to grow with the rest of the league on the cap. That's because exactly you're right. That over over long periods of time. That is How's one that? of the things that happened to the Miami Dolphins under Nick Saban. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they loaded up on guys going for a run and it didn't work. Um, that that's one of the reasons why the San Francisco 49ers have fallen off. That's why that's why DeForest Buckner's now in, in Indianapolis instead of San Francisco. Because uh they they well, first of all, they, they took too many damn defensive linemen in the first round. They took what five in four years. Yeah. But uh they also overpaid a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo and it cost them. Yep. <laughs> so I will tell you guys again that you need to see our vlog entry on Detroit Lions or please do youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast Stafford and Goff trade destroyed the salary cap uh, from February 5th that will describe all of this and all the things that the ways they can rearrange the nuts on the board and uh, get get the guys that they need and lose the ones they don't and create all kinds of space I create a scenario there where there's 50 million available for this team so there you go it's um it's all doable and workable and uh, i think between what we talked about here and then that vlog you guys will get a good idea of the cap and what it's working on riz i got to do something really quick cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com when you do all this capology your brain starts hurting what do you need to do oh go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com use key code or coupon code that's they're called lions get 55 percent off for all your cbd needs pain anxiety, insomnia, all that stuff well in hand, well taken care of with your friends from Diamond CBD and the CBD products they put they put together. Cream, the cream is great for sore muscles and, and pain. I'm just telling you right now, I've been gymming it a little bit here, the home gym and uh, the between the bands and the dumbbells, I, I hurt a lot. And you'll see me wince on the show every now and then, but I throw the cream on and it absolutely does work. I, I thought it was BS when I, I first heard of it and it, it absolutely isn't. It's the real deal. The thing you got to know, if you use anything, if you just use the regular CBD stuff, you're going to be fine. You're not going to trip any drug tests. You're going to get all the relief, pain, anxiety, insomnia, all that stuff that you're asking for. That's good. If you're looking for the buzz, let's just straight up. If you're looking for a, 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 a blow it out kind of indica buzz, get the chill line, the Delta 8 stuff. And it, that will trip a drug test, just so you know. So know your, know your stuff. Um, but it'll put you down and you will have the most chilled, relaxed couple of hours sure. ever don't eat more than one the first time i've got story after story after story of people that did that and i and every week i get stories from guys in the in the slack saying that it's the real deal the stuff this delta eight is for real cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com pain anxiety insomnia and the delta eight line for a buzz coupon code lions 55 percent off there we go all right Let's get into some more of the potential cuts on this Lions team. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> you're, you're you're ready to whack. Let's get. I, I'm the... singing Magnus Reckoning Day in my head. <laughs> All Here right. comes the Reckoning Day. <laughs> <laughs> ready. Right. I am going to give you the machete because I did it in the in the vlog. I'm going to let you go to town here and uh, and and take care of this <laughs> roster. Go to town, Riz. All right. First guy I'm getting rid of, Chase Daniel. See ya. Get the hell out. Superstar future Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Saves $2.3 million. You're eating uh, $3 million dead cap, which is kind of sad. $3 million to spend <laughs> next year, though. When That's right. When you have a team. I've oh, got to say this. When, I'm sorry. When you and have a team, when, the, and when the, the cap goes up. Yes. So, yes. Here's the thing about dead cap in the next year spending for a team like the Lions, right? I think everybody out there says the Lions are not going to win it next year. 
We all know that. Fair. Whether you call yes. it a retool, a rebuild, whatever you want to call it, next Restore. door <laughs> is not the lion's year. So if we have all kinds of dead cap, yawn, that just means that's money available to spend next year. And I will tell you something. You're going to hear this a lot from me as we go through this, the free agency and the draft and the offseason and the training camp and everything else. You will know if that rebuild is working by the end of your second year. And yes. if the, if it's working, these guys were going to be playing all this dead cap we're looking at right now to get players next year that are going to launch us into year three and build out the the big uh, chunk of what we got in year two. This this next year, next year is going to be an interesting year for the Lions. There's going to be a real feeling out period and a, a, a development of the character. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot more fun to watch, even if we get six wins. It's going to be a hell of a lot more fun than the six wins we got under Patricia. It's going to be a lot better yes. football. But no, I agree with that. Don't worry about dead cap right now. That's just money we can spend no. next year on better, more players. Next year's free agency is going to be crazy. Right, because you're going to see so many guys this year take one-year deals because teams can't afford to pay them multiple-year exactly. deals. Exactly. You want to be in the buyer's market, not the seller's market. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to do to get all over your Riz. I know nope, I, I nope, said that's you fine. To talk that, about it, but we've been doing this cap thing. I wanted to give people because that was the one last thing I think we didn't really cover for him to really give them a grip of what things are, what the situation yes. is. So go go for it. Man. Yes. I'll show and, and and uh um for the people who wonder what what well who's gonna be the backup? David Blau, he's better than Chase Daniel already. Mm-hmm. He's already in the house. Give him a shot, anyways. Um, whether or yeah. not they draft another quarterback remains to be seen. Um, you do Can't not need a 35 year old backup quarterback making five and a half million dollars a year. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk about the quarterback draft possibility here. In yeah. A bit. All right. So who else am I killing? Um, whacking. Um, executing, terminating from the Lions employment. Jesse James is an easy one. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, You're going to save $2.14 million there. Uh, Nick Williams, a guy who uh, just didn't didn't pan out as hoped, um, was was given a bigger contract than anybody expected last year. Turns out that's right. Um, Yeah, uh, that saves four point seven million. That's that's crazy to me that he costs that much. Quite honestly, Um, (laughs) again, I I I was not against signing him. I I thought I saw some things with the Bears. He played very well against Detroit. I thought this was a guy. Okay, if he's your number three interior defensive tackle, rotates in, he could be your your NASCAR package, your rusher. Just didn't work. Um, the the and the 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 way that they paid him was way too much for that role. So uh, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So just by doing that, I have freed up $9.2 million with those three guys. Wow. Uh, again, do I want to spend that this year? Maybe. Um, that, that's the difference between signing uh, Brian Poole, uh, who's a really good slot corner, who I like a lot, or signing um, – I'm trying to think who the top cornerback on the market would be. and I, I'm blanking on it, but th- th- that, you get the point there. Um, would you, who else might cap carryover, or should I just shut up? I'll shut off. <laughs> no, cap, cap carryover is uh, – well, so the Lions did carry over money, um, more money than expected too, which was great. Um, I, I want to say it was like $17 million that they carried over. I don't know. I, I write too many things, so it all, it all blurs together. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So who else is getting cut? I am not cutting Danny Shelton. I like him. I would ask him to restructure um, and, and add another year onto it to amortize that out. 
Um, he's a great candidate for a restructure. He is your starting defensive tackle. There's only so many holes you can fill. He's a quality NFL player. He did not play well last year. He was also asked to do things that he should never be asked to do. In a much more simplified scheme, much more aggressive scheme, he's going to be better. Now, if you do want to whack him, you only save one and a half, less than one and a half million dollars. Uh, I'm keeping him for that. Um, so I, I, I get why he's a name, but I, I, I'm not getting rid of him. Got it. Got it. Uh, who else can go? And- Joe Dahl has a really weird contract. Now, they only save like $300,000 for cutting him. But are you going to pay a guy that you don't want to be your starting guard $3 million? I mean, that's... Who do you want that, to be your starting guard in his place? Uh, I Well, Jonah Jackson is one. I'm hoping that Big V is the other. If not, I can sign a street free agent who's roughly as good as doll um, as your backup that you hopefully never have to, you know, break in case of glass mm-hmm. um, for, for $850,000. Okay. Maybe you find something, maybe you get an undrafted free agent that you can develop into something. We tried that with Bo Ben Shawl. He was terrible, but that's okay. It happens, but you're, you're at least trying. Um, I wouldn't get rid of doll right away, but I mean, that, that, that that's a guy who people are going to look at and be like, Oh yeah, we can get rid of him. Yeah. There's opportunity um, there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so he. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I read that wrong. He would he would save almost three million dollars if you cut him. So I I yeah, I'm going to say he's going to go. Uh, there's not a lot of other people that that earn a great deal. That I mean, carry on Johnson maybe, but then you then you've got to replace him. He he only costs a little over two million dollars. You're going to pay that much to replace him. Why not keep him in house and see if he can stay healthy and do it and. You tell me, Chris, 18 months ago, everybody's like, oh, this guy's the answer at running back, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is our future. Um, are, are we really going to throw him out that that quickly? I, I don't know. So so there's so if I if I get rid of Dahl, James, Williams and Daniel, I have freed up just over 20 million dollars in gap space. That's that's and those are easy cuts. Those are cuts that that dare I say Bob Quinn might even make. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, as, as for restructures, you can go to the bank of Jared Goff and try to get a restructure on that. I, I honestly don't know how to feel about that. He's I am be not a long-term guy. I am not passionate either way on Jared Goff yet. I, I know that there's, there's people taking their battle lines on it. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for all of 2021. And they want to see what happens. I also think that they're smart enough to realize that he might not be the answer and if they can get a guy that they think is the, a better answer than golf, they're going to go get him this year. Um, I don't know that that's the, I don't, I don't know that that's what they're going to do that. That's what they're deciding. I tend to lean towards. So, so I'm, I'm conflicted on this. Jared Goff is in Detroit specifically because of Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is the guy calling the shots here, but just knowing, knowing where the NFL is at, knowing what, what I know from, from Anthony Lynn, being the offensive coordinator from John Dorsey being aggressive in Cleveland from, from some of the other guys that they've got on the staff. Now Goff doesn't really fit going forward with where the NFL is going. And I, I want to think that they're smart enough to realize that, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I, so I, I wouldn't touch his contract is, is where I'm at with that. Um, and that's, if they don't, I mean, it tells you more than anything they've said or will say to the press. Yes. Yes, and we are all struggling with that. And and these are things that we talk about, like like behind the scenes for people who are in the building. Um, they don't know yet. 
they they truly don't know that their flight what was the word creative flexibility they're 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 not married to golf but he's got a ring on yeah <laughs> is, is 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 a good way to describe it i let's, think scott bischoff said that let's let's put let's put let's put golf let's talk about him more when we get about the the quarterback con yeah. talk in the yeah. in the draft because so, I think that'll yeah. tie so the that. the other big candidate for whacking is Justin Coleman again we talked about it a little bit earlier I'm giving him a shot to earn the starting slot corner but he's got to take less money he he is not worth eleven million dollars right. um, restructure um, I, I wouldn't cut him I'd restructure him okay all right so now I want to get to a question thank you Panda for the super chat really appreciate that hey Riz what position on the team do you think will be the worst unit he's pretty certain it'll be the or she I'm sorry if it's a it's a she sorry is, is pretty certain it'll be the defensive line hmm that's yeah I yeah. well I think Trey Flowers is a very good football player I think that Danny Shelton can be not as good as as Flowers but he I've seen him be a good starter on on both good and bad teams, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going to bounce back. I the defensive line and specifically the outside linebackers were the people that I think were most impact, and 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 the safeties were the people most in, middle field defense basically was the people were most impacted by Patricia's scheme or lack thereof aggression. If you let those guys go out and play, I think they're going to be better. Now, do they have a lot of talent? They've got to get an alpha pass rusher. That is the number one need on the team, I, I, more than wide receiver even. Um, and, and unfortunately, there's just not one in the draft that's worthy of number seven, which I'm sure we're going to talk about at length in the next few weeks as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, um, defensive line will not be good. I'm Wide receiver is is certainly a curious position. Uh <laughs> I'll give her Kent Black here and say quarterback because uh, right now <laughs> is Jared Goff. I, mean, I think we've been spoiled by Matthew Stafford and, and we want to believe in that the Jared Goff that we saw who won, who took the Rams to the Super Bowl was there. There isn't anything close to the supporting cast right now in Detroit that he has. The, the line is fine. And and maybe the running back situation. I, I I DeAndre Swift was a pleasant surprise for me. He was better than I thought he would be. Maybe maybe that'll work out. But this being the guy after the guy, like I said, upcoming <laughs> vlog. Um, and and it's it's going to be hard because yeah. we're. That's so why you don't want to be the guy who replaces Izzo at uh, at Michigan State. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be the guy after that. He doesn't he only you, do, you do? You don't want to be Ray Perkins following Bear Bryant at, at Alabama. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to be the guy after that. That was right. Bill Curry, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there there there's deal, and um, I I'm 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 still bullish on golf. To be honest with you, I think he has uh, abilities that yeah. we haven't seen yet. I think because yeah. of the way McVeigh used him, and I think I think the, one of the things I learned the most from Matt Patricia was <laughs> eat healthy. No, uh, was was to really understand how much of an impact the coaching staff and the scheme have on the players' ability themselves. We watched a whole side of the ball, both sides of the ball play worse than they were strictly yes. because of the staff in there. They can alter a player. I think a lot of the book that's been written about Jared Goff has was pre-written 
It was a pre-write, like some of the draft articles that people are already working on. They are pre-written in uh, hopes that that person gets drafted at a place where that would be a valuable article to drop. Um, I'm I'm just telling you right now. People do that? Yeah, they do. I'm not out on him yet. Now, just like you said, if he has no supporting cast, he will lose the fans very, very quickly. And I think that of all of the groups that have led this team – the people in the Lions building right now have a better finger on the pulse and will react more to the pulse of the fans than regimes we've seen for the the past decade. So for right or wrong, Goff may not get the chance that he deserves and could live up to as a result of the surrounding cast. That's why I'm so big on because he has to be the guy now. I'm going to I'm going to jump over free agency here. I'm going to jump over it. If we, if we're just going to go straight to this. Holmes not ruling out a quarterback in the draft. We're going right to the draft. Really, sorry. Um, yes. I personally don't like the quarterbacks that are going to fall to seven. I just don't. I don't have faith in them, especially okay. in the covid year, especially, um, you know, guys that are division, <laughs> that are division one <laughs> guys, you know, just just um, I, I, I don't. You're not a Trey Lance guy. No. <laughs> And, and he may be a good one. He may be a good one. But I think there's a reason we have two first-rounders next year and two first-rounders the year after. I really, really do believe that. Um, I think that we are not going quarterback. If we do, I have a guy who's my preference, and we'll talk about that when we get to the questions, hashtag kneecaps. Uh, but that's going to surprise you guys as well because it's probably not no one that any of you think of. Um Holmes didn't rule out a quarterback this year. Mac Jones, I'm going to smack you. Nope, nope. <laughs> Deeper. This class is for me. We and, and I know there's a lot of wide receivers, but we've we've got six picks this year. We need two wide receivers minimum. They both got a hit. We need all kinds of defensive players. We need defensive line, linebacker. Cyrus. We need safeties. We, we, need, we need a slot corner. We don't have the ability to do a lot of shopping in free agency, and we really don't want to do a lot of shopping in free agency this year. I feel like the supporting cast is going to be the biggest thing we put in place this year, and with especially with rookie wide receivers, to have a guy with a little bit of experience, like Goff training them up and getting them up to speed and helping them become NFL wide receivers and work with an NFL caliber quarterback. I think that's the plan. Whether Goff is there next year or the year after? I don't know, but I th- I don't think we're taking a quarterback in round one this year at all. There we go. Okay. Holmes didn't rule it out. There's a lot of smoke, I think, already starting. Riz, tell me I'm insane or why you think differently. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> I I will not rule it out either. Um, and I also, I will say this. I don't think they're taking one at seven. I think they could be taking one at two or three. And that's where those draft picks in the future come in. Um, Again, everybody in the building has been aggressively trading up for quarterbacks in the past. That's in their history. I'm a history major. I learned to study history because you can learn about people that way. Uh, That's where my degree is. So I'm going to place some emphasis on that. They have told you from their past actions that if they see a quarterback that they like, they're going to go get him. They don't care about the cost. And by and large, it's worked out for them pretty well. Uh, Jared Goff happened to be one of them. He did get them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has worked out pretty well for John Dorsey in, in, uh, in, in Kansas City, That's right? I mean, that That's the seems rumor. like a good move. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good move. Uh, 
Uh, and by the way, they tried to get to Sean Watson too uh, the year before that. So uh, pretty pretty good eye for talent there. If they really like, and I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to say I don't think they're Zach Wilson people. Just just this this is this is again this is my own speculation. Me talking. I think they if they're going up for somebody, it's Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he more fits the bill of what they're looking for. I also think that. Uh, I don't know. He's very appealing to me. He is my number two quarterback. I I like him a lot. I actually like Lance more than I like Wilson. Again, that's just me. I like the more I learn about him and the more that I've revisited um, what I watched of him. I think the fact that he he's a little careful um, and and that's that's also true of Justin Fields. He's a he's a guy that needs to let it rip more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would love to see him get rid of the ball in two point one seconds instead of three point two seconds. Um, and take the easier throw sometimes, uh, but take the quicker option. Um, and mm-hmm. But also, you know, maybe um, somebody compared him to Jameis Winston, one of the anonymous scouts, I think that Bob McGinn, um, who does a great job with those, but uh, the, you have to take it with a grain of salt. When you're comparing Justin Fields to Jameis Winston, to me, they are the polar opposite mindsets. Yep. Jameis is going to throw it, whether whether it's going to go for six points one way or the other. Fields, Fields is going to be a lot more deliberate than that. And I think that's something that appeals to Holmes specifically, but I also think it appeals to, to Ray Agnew. I think it appeals to, to the, the offensive staff. That they have. That's Anthony Lynn. That, that's what he wanted in Justin Herbert. So I, I see Fields being much more like Herbert than, than what Wilson is. So I think that I think that's if they're going to go for a quarterback and they're going to go up, that's where it would be. I don't think I don't think any of those guys at seven. And as Todd McShay proved last week, you can you can come up with plausible scenarios where all four are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're taking if they're taking Max Jones at seven, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm out. I'm out. Out. I wouldn't take him at seventy seven. I'm out at yeah. seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. I'm not I'm not a I'm not, not a Mac Jones guy. I will tell no. you and, and this is a question from Karen Lynn, hashtag kneecaps. If the Lions take a quarterback, who is your preference? Now you're gonna laugh. You, you might laugh. My preference is Jamie Newman. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I had you knew I had, I felt kind of good he, about him. He's he's got some intrigue to him. He's got you know a big muscle guy, right? Crazy <sighs> Jamie, big, fast. Looks like he's mobile. He needs some work. You know, Goff yes. is playing this year. You can put him behind him and work him for a year. That's a guy that I think you work and see so you what would you prefer get. Look, to, you would prefer him over Trey Lance. But taking Jamie Newman with your. With the top of the 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 set, with the Rams third round pick that you've acquired this year, mm-hmm. because you would take him there because yes. that that's about that's the range where he's yeah. going to go third round. Yep, okay. and and the reason is is because we cannot miss on another first round pick. We need a guy that can play. Hey, I got Trey Lance. Oh, cool. He's going to be on the he's he's going to be on the on the bench for a year. What does that do for your team? Nothing. Uh, ask ask, ask Aaron Rodgers how that works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and, and you know what? Ask every other drafted back. Ask the Dolphins how that went. Yeah. <laughs> ask every other one how that went. Right. Yeah. I would rather take a role in a guy like Jamie Newman who has that that, and I think he fits the offense. He's mobile. Right. The offense that we that I predict what we're going to have. He's more prototypical for, of a quarterback kind of makeup for that kind of a role, and for the kind of quarterback in the NFL that, that runs around the NFL right now. I think he could do really well there. Is he going to be the guy? I don't know. 
I don't think I don't think so. But I want my first round and second round pick. Those are guys that are supposed to be playing right now and making a difference on the field right now. That's what I want out of the first and the second round pick. And and so sorry guys about that. I know a lot of people are all high on the quarterbacks and stuff. I just think that the risk is way 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 higher than the reward this year with what we know about these guys. Um, on what, on what, you know, from what we saw or didn't see. So you can tell me again, Chris, you're no, crazy. That, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm, I would, if, if they do eschew the first round quarterback and they're going developmental, that's the right range to take someone. I would probably take Kellen Mond over Newman, mm-hmm. that's but I, I, I don't dislike Newman. No, um, I, I've seen a lot of the same things you have. I really, really wish he would have played last year. And Mond looked good. We saw Mond and, and he looked, I think he actually looked a little better at the senior bowl than Newman did. I just feel like Newman and he had has just, the higher ceiling. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. He, and, and with Mond, you're dealing with a guy that, Jimbo Fisher is not a good football coach at Texas A&M. Right. Uh, and they were asking him to play out of scheme with guys who don't belong in the SEC um, as his receivers and as his protection. And I I tend to think he's a guy that, that could be better in the NFL than he was in college. He's, he's shown flashes. Um, I, I put it in the Slack the other day. Like seven out of every 20 quarters he plays, he looks like a first-round draft pick. Yeah. But the other 13, it's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if this guy's. I don't know if this guy can be a backup even. Speaking um, of slack, I got. I want to. I want to cut in with. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. I'm sorry. I, no. I so, so I, I, I'd be okay with either. And, and again, that that third round Rams pick or your pick at the top of the fourth round. That that's the right range to take that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the the, the chat, and I apologize for jumping on you earlier. There is. Um, the most intelligent lions shed on the internet. I want to tell you what came out of there about the the number seven pick. And this is why we call it the most intelligent. It's Ash again. Ash is so quotable and notable. I love Ash. All I want at number seven is a great player. If it's Sewell, great. If it's Chase or Waddle, great. If it's Lawrence, Fields, or Wilson, great. If it's Farley, great. I could get behind others, but those are the seven that I think change the field more than any other guys in this draft. If they pick at seven and it's not one of those seven guys, I'll have a skeptical eyebrow raised. Again, most intelligent lion chat on the internet. Not focused on one guy, one position. Flexibility. He's got his board kind of built out, right? Flexibility at position depending on how things unfold in front of him. But also kind of as from a fan's perspective, more like just get me a guy that's going to play and make a difference. And that's that's kind of where my head's at with the idea of Newman. I want a guy in number one and number two that's going to play. That is going right. to make a difference. because so, and- so Bob Quinn did a really good job at that. But they're playing tight end yeah. and center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, not exactly priority positions. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. But they're great. Uh, we've got we've got a great line and a great tight end. Jared Jared Davis was a first round. Uh, he played right away. He actually played. I don't want to say well as a rookie. He showed why he was a first round pick as a rookie. Um, he he never got better, which is unfortunate. Um, by the way, there there's a lot of uh, talk that he will not be back, um, despite Dan Campbell's uh, things in him, and, and some of that is the fact that uh, the league views him higher than than what he does, and he just wants a fresh start. Um, I've yeah. heard that from a couple of different places from people who would be in the position to know that. So don't expect him back. If waste. he's back, great. They're not that the Lions will certainly pursue him. Don't be surprised if he chooses to go elsewhere, even if the money's the same. 
Yeah, that's a waste because I think I think a couple of things. One, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia cost him a ton of money. They, they cost did. him a ton they of money. They absolutely did. And, and, and so I don't, if he wants to hold that against the Lions organization, even though the Lions organization has changed, I'm not, I'm I'm okay with that. Dude, yeah. You got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go get your money. That's why, like, like if Kenny Galladay goes and and the offer is the same, he he, he is in the position. I understand why he didn't want to sign a, a long term deal last year because he thinks he's going to get more. This is his shot. Go get your money, dude. Uh, I'm never going to fault a player for going to get his money. Um, as much as we carp about you know how how we want guys to give back money, at the same time they got to get it while they can. Yeah, because uh, we're very quick to take it back. You know, I, I just whacked four guys right off the roster with, without even thinking about it. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And, and that's 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 the thing. And, and look, I want Jared Davis back because, again, I think he's a product of a crappy system and a crappy coach. And I think he could be a, a really good. He's also a awesome, awesome human being. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. I think he'd be great in this team. Um, yeah. Now, Jelani Tavai, on the other hand. Throw him up in the stands, give him a, a thing of sodas and beers, and uh, I bet he's got the voice to carry. He can sell some Red Hots, and we'd be good to go. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't need to see him back on the field. And if I see yeah. him on the field and not JD next year, we might just turn the lights out on this thing, man. <laughs> we just might shut the switch because <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, so he's got to earn it. We got that question from David PJ. P.W. Crow, would you prefer what's available at seven or two late firsts? And he's thinking Jeremiah well, Owusu Koromoa. We'll just say J.O.K. Hey, you got it right, though. <laughs> I just had to do it slow. It's better than Aku. Amani Oruwarie. I was going to say Akuarie for some reason. Oruwarie. I could say that I know. And Terrace Marshall Jr. It's what he was thinking of later okay. in the first. Um, LSU wide receiver. Yeah. What do you think of that? Moving seven to take two late firsts if you can. Okay. This this is my philosophy that this doesn't necessarily reflect what the Alliance will do. I like getting impact players. Um, and you're going to get a better chance of getting an impact player at seven than you are at, let's say, 14 and 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get a much higher end, higher end, higher ceiling end player. Now, the other, the flip side is you're getting two for the price of one. Uh, but if you miss on one of them, then you've you've kind of lost it on the other one. Yeah, I I one. would stay at seven. I I would prefer to trade up than down. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a player that I really want, I want to go get him. I want to be aggressive and go getting him. I want top 10 picks uh if if now if you can give me if you can move from seven to ten and get an extra second round pick i'm all for that that's fine but i don't i don't want to fall too far i want to be in that top range of players uh, because you get into the teens and then you're looking at guys that you know some teams are going to value as like oh this let's go top five on our board and then it seems like well he was a third rounder for us um when, when you're picking at seven you're getting a guy that's a damn well consensus first round pick. I got July Tavaya. He was a UDFA for us. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's the world we live in. I'm, I'm good with that. Oh God, I I did like Tavai too. I, he was I a great did. Guy. He was I a nice did, Chris. Guy, man. I did. I, I, I didn't like him where we got him, but I, he's a nice person. Yeah, got to talk to yes. him. Taste of the lions. He was a really cool, dude. Just. Um, has some fun around town. I know some people have seen him, um, but just just not not a speeder. Speed he just guy. hasn't. Just he, he's speed. he's not a today's NFL player. Yeah, he's yeah. just not. God, he was right for the nineteen eighty six 
any team. All oh right. my God! Yeah. Ooh, another Bill, question. Bill Parcells would have lapped at him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't forget to hit the like, guys, and hit subscribe. We out there. We appreciate that, especially uh, with the uh, the just deluge of vlog stuff that's coming. Ash is putting a bunch together. I've got a couple weeks now of time that I'm going to be really dropping stuff. Uh, availability. It's going to be it's going to be nuts. So get the subscribe in. Make sure you hit the bell so you know when our stuff is coming. Um, from David PW Crow. Also hashtag kneecaps. Also the Silver Dorm roar always sounded like a toilet flushing. My friend, how do you know it wasn't the toilet flushing? <laughs> there was wasn't everything connected there? <laughs> yeah, the, the rush of the air out, right? I mean, what was it? I was thinking. It was, I think it was episode four or five of the show when we started. Sandman came on. We were talking about the Silver Dome, and I was like, every time I walked out of there, it was like the best best blow job ever. Uh, it was just crazy. The wind cut rushing out of that place. That was the same. Oh, yeah, it, it was up on a bit of a promontory there, and you get that fresh air coming off the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Across yeah. Right? down wind, from Flint, down in <laughs> December. <laughs> um, do we like pits or no? Not as high as he's going to go is my answer. I like the idea of Pitts, but I don't like him even at number I, seven. If we waited, I don't like him because I don't think he's going to be on the board. And I, th- I don't think we need to worry about that. No. Honestly, uh, I think he is the number six pick. He's an interesting guy. He's going to go way higher than the value he brings to the team he goes to. Even if he's I don't anyone. know about that. Oh, I do. It, it, I if, do. if he were listed as a wide receiver, he's no worse than wide receiver two in this class. And, and, I, I could make an argument and I could show you mm-hmm. on tape where he would be wide receiver one over Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle. Okay, let's do that offline. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that because I don't buy that. And uh, the, the one thing that I've seen in players when you're both, you're neither. More often than not in the NFL, when you're two positions, you're neither position. So um, I'm happy to I'm happy to to talk about that further. I just don't think that he's going to be uh, the value. Uh, again, that it's something that I I. I uh, I, I have a very good idea that the number five pick will be Panay Sewell and the number six pick is going to be Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that will be in every mock draft I do from now until the end of this draft season. <laughs> until next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think Lions merch, MCDC shirts, and um, Jared Goff, Goff's plumbing. Uh, you'll see we've got some great shirts. Uh, he's there to lay pipe. Don't miss those. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Get me one of them. Good stuff. I'll send you one, but you deserve it. And, of course, CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use coupon code LIONS to get yourself 55% off on all your CB needs. If CBD needs, if you're looking for that buzz, legal in all 50 states, get the chill Delta 8 line, and you will not regret it unless you take more than one the first time. Uh, great gummies, delicious, and a, and a fun, fun time. All right. I think with that, Riz, we've done a whole show. It's been a big one here. We have. I've, I've been told it's a big one a lot. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get access to the most intelligent Lions chat, as we've talked about. And if you're really interested, we've this got- last minute was not emblematic of that. <laughs> We we are doing a March Madness. You've got till Sunday to get signed up for it. You got to be in the Slack chat for that. So uh, we're doing a bracket tournament. Uh, lots of fun. Um, it's it's twenty five ahead. It's one, a buck to get in the Slack, but it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's the most. It is, the it is worth it. I, I'm going to lose. I, I I actually have watched more college basketball in the last two weeks than I probably have in the last five years combined. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. The fact that we got March Madness after two years. Is just I'm so stoked. excited about that, dude. So get in there. Patreon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. So Subscribe to the show. Thank you. Or support the show. Thank you, everyone who does that. Also on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. Oh. DET Lions Podcast. And at 
Jeff Risden spelled right there underneath at the bottom of his little window there at Jeff Risden. Give us both a follow and uh, and some love. We're, we're always open to talk. Also, give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions podcast. It's all one word if you use Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, or go to the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. We'll answer your questions. We'll put you on the air. It's a lot of fun. We'd love to hear from you guys. It is. The, the more we you do. drink, the more fun it tends to be. But always go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do what, Riz? We, we can we can come into your ears automatically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. I love the spinning line. That's such a cool effect. Such a cool effect. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.